Yeah, so it just had this natural driving ability. So we thought, well, so I thought, okay, what's the next step up? It's not stimulate. The, the quad bike had almost come to a, a complete stop. He wasn't using it anymore. Who's the scariest driver? <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, that's even a bit hard. Why is that? You should be faster. <laughs> Your mum. My dad goes faster, but she's kind of clumsy. But, but if, if uh, anyone who's interested in sponsoring was listening, that, that could be anything from sponsoring a race to an outfit or parts of the vehicle or new tyres for a race. So Correct. they didn't have to come in at the full level at that point. No. So you, you, you'll let me come along to one of your races when you are, but you give me a ticket. Free ticket. Oh, look, I'm going to shake hands on that. We're definitely going to do that. That'll be good. Welcome back to Successes Assistant. Today I'm here with Maria Simpson and we're going to be joined in a moment uh, by Stuart and Caden. And the main focus of today is Caden. And Caden is 10 years old, just 10. He's been uh, racing go-karts since he was eight, but actually he's been driving. He started off with a 24-volt tractor at the age of three. He was onto quad bikes by the age of four. He wants to be a Formula One uh, racing driver. And that's how most Formula One racing drivers start. In fact, I made a little list of it earlier when I was looking and Sebastian Vettel started at three, was Formula One at 19. Jensen Button started at six, Formula One by 20. Kimi Raikkonen was 10 when he started, 22, he was Formula One. Michael Schumacher started at four and was Formula One by 22. Max Verstappen uh, was five, Formula One by the age of 17. Lewis Hamilton, eight, Formula One by 22 and so on. And actually go-karting seems to be the place where they'll start and then they uh, go through to Formula um, Two, um, sorry, Formula Three, Formula Two and then Formula One. So it's a well-trodden path, but obviously we're gonna see that Caden is a bit nervous uh, and uh, we're just gonna chat uh, and I wanna talk about some other things as we go along. So you're 10 now, when was you 10? Because I, I thought you were nine actually when we first started talking to your mum. <laughs> So, Alan, what's your birthday? When's that? Um, my birthday's in October 29. Okay, so, you, so you're, you're nearly ten and a half then, is that right? Yeah. So what school, what year are you in at school? Uh, I'm in year five. And does that mean next September do you go to a big school or is it the year after? No, I go in year six. Right. No, year seven. Yeah. No, I'm year five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you go to the big school for year seven after next year, yeah? Do you know what school you're going to go to when you when you get bigger? Uh, no. Cool. <laughs> and do you have to take any time off school for your go kart at the minute? Yeah, yeah. Are they are they quite good with it? Oh huh? uh, yeah, they're very flexible. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So when I first spoke to your mum, she was telling me that um, uh, you've been go karting since you were eight. Is that right? Mhm. And um, were you terrified when you first got in the go kart? Because they go how fast do they go? Six. Sixty. Sixty miles an hour when you were just eight. Yeah. I bet your mum and dad were more scared than you watching. <laughs> were you the youngest person out there at the time or yeah, on the track? I think so. Yeah. Oh. I think that was one of the youngest. And your mum said earlier the first day you went on the track, a lot of the other mums and dads that were out there with their children thought you'd been doing it a long time. Yeah. What do you think what do you feel like when you're when you're out on the uh, on the cart? What do you think about when you're driving around? Do you, are you, is it all about the winning or do you, do you get scared at all? Or? I don't get scared. Why, why do you think that? Is that do you think that's because you've been doing it so long? Uh, no, it's just 
Yeah. So you, so you, is that because you started off at three with your motorised tractor? No, I don't think it's because of that. I think it's just because I'm like kind of used to like driving, driving things. So you've been doing it so long, it didn't scare you anymore. Because I, I remember watching Lewis Hamilton and um, Max von Stappen, and they were like 200 miles an hour, and they're like this close. Eh? I thought, how are they not terrified? Do you not get scared when you're right near to somebody or they're right near to you? No. Um, no. And to you, what, what are you looking for when there's people in front of you? Are you looking for a gap to get through, or? Uh, sometimes I do. Yeah. Sometimes. I just wait and then wait for a gap. Yeah. So you quad biked when you were four till you were eight. Is that right? Did you do any competitions then, or were you just what, enjoying it? On my quad bike, or On your quad bike, yeah. No, I was just like, on it when I was at home. But your mum and dad said that you, you got into top gear and was going the fastest speed all the time, and it still yeah. wasn't enough. So was it, what speed do you think that did, do you know? I... Dad, do you know roughly? They're about 30 or uh, 30. So you literally doubled the speed when you went to a go-kart, yeah? Yeah. So I was just saying um, before you came in that uh, a lot of these drivers that I listed down, Sebastian Vettel, Jensen Button, Kimi Räikkönen, and Michael Schumacher, mm -hmm. they all started in karting as well. Did you know that? Uh, yeah. yeah, I did. And, and so would you like to follow in their footsteps and go to sort of Formula 3, Formula 2, Formula 1? Yeah. Or do you just want to jump it all and go straight to Formula 1? Mm -hmm. Maybe some practice in Formula 3 and Formula 2. <laughs> Yeah, and do you know what those cars are like? You've seen any yet? Uh, yeah. Where did you see them? Uh, you know, my dad's been to Silverstone a couple of oh, times. Oh, really? And, yeah. And I've watched a couple of races with F2. And, and still not scared of going that fast? Mm. Is your dad a fast driver or your mum? Dad. <laughs> Who's the scariest driver? <laughs> oh, that's even a bit hard. Why is that? Does she go faster? <laughs> Your mum. My dad goes faster, but she's kind of clumsy. <laughs> oh dear, that's terrible. I bet they never break the speed limit, though, do they? <laughs> that doesn't go in my car, does it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, listen. One of the things I, I often think about, and I, my girls are bigger now, but is when you doing anything and you want to get better at it you have to set goals do you set any goals do you, you got like races you want to win or or you know people you want to beat do you end up racing the same people often or yeah. what what what's the, what do you do to sort of get faster and better and how does that work you practice don't you we practice and practice so do you, practice. are you out often and how often are you, are you out? nearly every weekend every weekend yeah nearly, yeah and do you, do you work on, do you know how the cart works? Do you and your dad ever sort of fix it and repair it? Or does your dad do all that stuff and you just dad race it? That That's stuff. easy, isn't it? <laughs> Will he be part of your crew team when you, when you form your one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were talking earlier and you told me who whose team you'd like to be in when you form your one. What did you say? Mercedes. They're fantastic cars, aren't mm. they? Yeah. You like them as road cars as well? Uh, my dad did choose that Mercedes. Oh, cool. And I don't, I don't, I don't follow it too much. Who's got the best car, the fastest cars at the moment in Formula Probably One? Probably it's Ferrari or Red Bull. 
Red Bull. Uh, Red Bull. Yeah. Fastest cars, but and uh, who did you say you you um, was your favourite drivers? Um, Lewis Hamilton and yeah. Roland Mercedes drivers. Well, Lewis Hamilton started at the same age as you. He started at eight. Did you know that? Yeah, same age. He started karting. Mm. What about Lando Norris? Because you've got a Lando Norris kart. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. He was your favourite driver last week. <laughs> so one of the things, actually, I used to work for an oil company, and um, we did used to sponsor uh, the oil the oil side of uh, Jet Petrol. Used yeah. to sponsor a racing driver. Um, and it was loads of money. Is this loads of money, Cartoon? Does it cost yeah, a lot? Yeah, it's a lot of money. And one of the things he had to learn to do, even though it wasn't natural, was because when someone sponsors a driver, they're kind of sponsoring the car or the cart to start with, but eventually you become famous and they have to get you to come along and speak to people and, yeah. uh, uh, and do that. Would you enjoy going and meeting companies and uh, meeting fans and that to, to, yeah. to get sponsorship? Yeah. And so I know she's got a Nike top on, but uh, who, which fashion brand would you like to be a sponsor if you could have any choice of brand? Well, like if I could sponsor someone. No, if they sponsored all your clothing, if you get free clothes off of any fashion brand, who would it be? Mm, probably Nike and Adidas. Nike and Adidas, okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. And do, do, is there any brands in the um, suits that you wear? Or, or? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they are brands, but they're not like Nike or Adidas. What would they be? Um, OMP. OMP, yeah? Yeah, Sparkle. Sparkle. I think that's it. We need one of them to sponsor you, don't we? So yeah. That'd be good. So, Mum and Dad, one of the things we, um, Stuart and Maria, one of the things that we've been talking about, and uh, I think it's a big thing, and obviously at the moment, uh, Caden's enjoying the racing. Um, but tell us a bit about the journey. What? You didn't do racing before. It's not like it's a sport because a lot of parents who take the kids to football, they're almost trying to fulfil the dream that they didn't have as a footballer. Or, or yeah. so. But it didn't come from that. It came from his ability yeah. and hand-eye coordination. Tell us a bit about no, we, how we, that all started. We tried. We did football as well. Um, and he's, he's pretty good at football as well. But um, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but no, it started because... Um, he, I think we just like you just mentioned when he had a uh, a tractor when he was a battery operated tractor, twenty four volt, and um, he'd drive that very fast around the garden and on the drive and through a very tight gateways, which you had like a centimeter either side to get it through, and he'd drive it through at full speed. Um, and you know when you're three years old and we're trying to protect him, yeah, you know we thought, um but yeah, uh, he, he, that got too slow for him. So the next next thing we bought him was a, a, a quad bike mm-hmm. when he was four, um, and then he drove that for a few years and in the fastest gear again through the tight little gap. And um, it yeah, so it just had this natural driving ability. So we thought, well, so I thought, okay, what's the next step up? It's not stimulate the the quad bike. Had, almost come to a, a complete stop he wasn't using it anymore yeah. he wasn't getting wasn't any stimulation yeah. from it um so the, the next thing i thought okay I'll... didn't you buy this tonight for christmas oh what, sorry 
Christmas. Simulator. The Stimmel thing. No, that came after. That came after, yeah. So the next thing, uh, I, I did found some um, places where you could go karting outside and test drive a kart effectively because it's not that easy to it's not something you can just well it's a it's a huge investment obviously first and foremost and before you go out and buy it you need to make sure that the kids are going to enjoy it yeah. and, and going to you know and he's able to do it um so i found a place near liverpool um where we could go and test a place called hooton hooton park where you could go and test the kart and if if you know they enjoyed it you can also purchase from them as well um so we did that and yeah he just took to it like duck to a water and and really enjoyed it and yeah so you're gonna show me some of his trophies in a bit you won you won races or you've been on the podium i saw what did that feel like yes you've had one victory i did win but i didn't finish the line first so you did win. You, you did, did win. Came, yeah. came vice champion. Well, that's yeah, great. Second. And are they in age groups as well? Yes. Right? So the, yeah. there's different categories, and 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 like you correctly said, there's age groups. So his age is he's in cadet class, which is eight to twelve, um, or well, eight to thirteen. It's so you're, you're so is it the young end of that? So there is a, a younger one, which is called Bambino. Which they can start when they're four and four to eight, um, but they're those are much smaller, much um, slower cats. The the cadet class, which Caden's in, um, the cats will do sixty top end sixty five miles an hour. Um, so so yeah, he's in he's so in be, that class at the moment. Getting some of the trophies he's getting and 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 at this age is at the bottom end of that age group. So yeah, he's at the bottom end. More of an achievement. And it's it's a it's a big achievement, and he's improving massively. Just in the last six months alone, he's improved a massive amount. Um, and this year, we're, we're entered into several championships, national oh, wow. championships, um, two national championships. Um, we've got one coming up in a, in a few days' time. Um, what I find exciting is you're not scared and you're not nervous no. at all. So that's going to be great to be doing that with no fear. I did notice yeah. that some of these drivers have no fear as well. So that's going to be amazing. But it costs a load of money. Yeah. Is that right? How much do you think you spent so far? Did you say it? Um, that you haven't that you haven't told Maria. Yeah, that I haven't. <laughs> um, so I would I would estimate um, I, would, I would say we're in the region of around thirty thousand pounds so far in two years. Yeah. In yeah, in two years, yeah, and and that's conservative spending as well. I mean, we've been very thrifty with some things and we're not using brand new tires every weekend like a lot of other people are able to so we're really keeping things as tight as we yeah. as we can so, um, and one of the things we talked about was finding sponsors because if that's 30 grand in two years fifteen thousand pound a year is a kind of minimum being really careful and frugal yeah i guess you're saying it's it's, it's upwards from there what what sort of range are we talking per year to, to really per year to be to, level. to be competitive to be truly competitive on national level um, and to really increase the development of, we've now we're at, now at that stage where we've personally financially taken him as far as we can if he if he needs to continue to, if 
we want to continue his development. Um, we need to be spending in excess of between twenty and thirty thousand per season. So that's per year. But but if if uh, anyone who's interested in sponsoring was listening, that that could be anything from sponsoring a race to an outfit or parts of the vehicle or new tires for a race. So Correct. they didn't have to come in at the full level. That'd be wonderful, no. wouldn't it? But yeah, it would be wonderful. But yeah, realistically, it's likely to be. Um, like you mentioned tyres for example so a set of tyres is around £200 so a set of tyres we would generally at at the moment we've been going through we've been making a set of tyre last two or three races now to be competitive we need to be doing that every weekend we need to be using a brand new set of tyres every weekend so £200 a weekend that could pay for a set of tyres and that would make a massive difference Um, that sponsor the company or whoever um, what we could offer them is well a variety of things depending on on how much they wanted to be involved with us. Um, but that could be a simple thing, uh, just advertising on the cat or advertising on his his helmet, or uh, you know branding uh, clothing branding or anything. It's it's there's a, there's a a huge range of. Um, um, Branding and sponsorship opportunities, really. <laughs> but you've got, you've got to like, follow your dreams, don't you? And it no, matter. absolutely. The reality is it doesn't matter what you say when you are young because exactly. it's your dream. You can change that dream. You, you can take it where wherever it goes. But it's really important to have a dream and follow a dream. And uh, So your dream is Formula One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can, can you see yourself there? Uh, yeah, I can. Drive one of these cars, and when you watch it on telly, it we do have, we often have uh, talks in the night, and he, Kaden keeps saying to me, you know what, mommy, I see myself as being a Formula One driver. I see myself, that's where I see myself driving one of those cars. I mean, it, and I know it's, 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 a, it's a dream. It's a dream. And, you know, as parents, we really want to support his dream. I hope you're enjoying Success as a System. Every Tuesday we launch it on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Drop us a note and tell us who you would like to see or hear on Success as a System or what subjects you'd like us to cover to help you and your business. Success as a System, like, subscribe and make sure you get it every Tuesday for great lessons and systems that have made people wealthy, healthy and successful. And um you know, there's no reasons why we shouldn't be because he's got the talent, and we feel, you know, that it, it with his ability and his natural ability, and with continued progression, there's no reason why he he couldn't make it. Um, but it's there's thousands of other children who obviously want the same dream, so it's very, very, very difficult yeah, thing I mean, to one, try and. But equally, one of the things that. So when I did Secret Millionaire on telly, we had some dinners afterwards that in the in the months afterwards that we went to. As a behavioural profiler, I found myself thinking, what is it that makes someone successful? Is it men versus women? Is it young versus old? Is it, you know, a great education versus a rough education? What's the common factors amongst all these mm. secret millionaires? And I couldn't find any sort of physical or upbringing or educational attribute. What it was was they were all passionate about what they did. Mm. And and it, it, ever since then, I've thought a lot about, because there'll be people who say, oh, you've, you've got to forget that go-karting uh, mm. and this dream of Formula yeah. One. You focus on your maths, focus on your... Yeah. Focus. 
And of course, you should do the best you should do at school because that's really important as well. And that'll help you in what you want to do, but never lose your dream. And one of the examples I give is, you know, someone like Mick Jagger, you probably don't know Mick Jagger, do you? He's, he's in a band called The Rolling Stones. But, and he's been, he's had uh, hits on in music for 60 years, six decades, like 10 times as long as, uh, six times as long as you've been alive. And um, I could imagine 60 years ago, his parents saying something like, what do you mean you're going to dance around on stage? What do you mean you're going to sing? Uh, he didn't exactly have a face for like a pop star either, yeah. did he? Uh, and he, I don't know that his voice was best or his dancer was best, but he was an incredible entertainer and a good musician. And um, I, I often think if the parents had talked him out of that or hadn't supported him mm. in that dream, millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people would have not ever had the benefit of seeing him on stage, of hearing his music, music. Uh, of the passion that he shares, of the other bands that he's helped. So the worst thing I think a parent can do is say, don't be stupid, you know, you can't be a racing driver, you can't be a pop star, you can't be a whatever it is. So, you know, those dreams may change, but as parents, we need to feed those dreams, support those dreams as much as we can. And, you know, one of the things that I, I was thinking about when we were going to talk today is, what's what's too young to talk to a child about their goals or mm. about their dreams? Or what's too old? You know, if you leave it till they're teenager, is it too late because they've already given up on three or four dreams? You know, it certainly it, would be in, in, in racing, in karting. Well, yeah. It would be too I, late. I went through the numbers. It's yeah. just they don't, they don't start late at no. all, do they? No, not um, at all. So, you know, I always thought with my girls, you know, we, we let them try a lot of things, you know, because they were girls, we did the girly stuff, which was um, uh, ballet and what have you, mm. gymnastics. And they enjoyed that for a period, but it weren't their choice, so they mm. didn't keep it up. But then they liked horses and then they liked music. And my youngest is particularly passionate about music. My oldest is always interested in people. So it was far more around psychology uh, and so on. But whatever that dream is, that's the most important thing. I, I know a lot of really, really successful people. And the most important thing is to follow your dream. Something that you feel is like, yeah, I can do that. I'm going to do that. And even when I talk to you, you know, you may or may not be interested in something, but the fact you've got no fear. You know, if, if I put many people of your age into a car or onto a quad, they'd be too scared to let it go. Mm. Um, but you haven't got that fear mm -hmm. and you're excited about it and you're already starting to visualise it and, and uh, I'm trying to think I was trying to think earlier when we said about dreaming I think it was um, it was either Napoleon Hill or W. Clement Stone who said and they're both very old and they think they're alive anymore but they said what the mind of man can conceive and believe they can achieve and you know whether it's landing on the moon or all the things that we that the people who are the most successful achieve, they dream it first. Mm. They see it first. They feel it. They kind of know, I don't know, I'm, I'm only 10, but I'm going to be a Formula One racer. Mm. I'm only 11, but I'm going to play for England. And it's, it's a kind of, it's a knowing inside. And it breaks my heart to think that many parents will knock that out of their children because they say, no, 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 you should do this. You should, I was a banker, my dad was a banker, my dad's dad was a banker, you've got to be a banker. Or I was this, and they, force children into something they just avenue, don't yeah. want to do. Yeah, exactly. um, to me, develop the strengths, manage the weaknesses, uh, feed the passion. Uh, and so, but part of why we were here today was, it's a huge cost that you guys have got to, it's not just supporting emotionally, 
uh, it's not just supporting because you're driving all over the country mm. and pretty soon uh, I think when, when would you start doing international is that what age do they start doing European and stuff? your age already so yeah yeah, so suddenly, you know, there's not just the cost of the car, the cost of the kit, the cost of the new wheels, the cost of a spare engine, all of that. There's the cost of the travel. You've got to stay somewhere. You've got to eat away. Um, and I know you try and do that cheaper with the caravan and everything else. But, you know, soon when you've got to go international and you've got to drive, that's a long drive. Yeah, you've got to get all the of this. So I know one of the biggest issues for you is sponsorship. And so, you know, I'm hoping if there's someone out there and, and I do know a lot of people who are in huge companies or small and medium companies that are really successful. And often they think about, we want to support charity or support ambition, passion, and what have you, but they don't know what to go with. So for me, the key thing is keep sharing Caden's story and and thinking about, because often people don't know, what does 200 quid do? What does 100 quid do? You know, because you might not get someone who will do um, uh, £10,000, yeah. uh, but you might get 20 people to do £500. You might get 40 people to do 250 uh, And it all helps because otherwise it's coming out of your pocket and you're both having to kind of work to manage that. And uh, you, you've got, is it Lily May as well? The, yeah. the little, and so, you know, you've got a little sister. And, uh, do you think she'll be racing? Oh, no. No, no. I, think. I really hope not. <laughs> she's got different dreams. Yeah, she's mine to dancing. Oh, is she? Okay. So, she's a good doctor as well. She's a doctor? <laughs> no, she's pretend a, doctor. Yeah, good pretend. <laughs> but you see, she might be pretending like that now because that's the way that she's dreaming about what she wants to do. Yeah. And I think, you know, parents, you're really lucky because you've got two parents who support you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they support you too much and they, you feel a bit pressured. But, <laughs> yeah. but they, are support, they are supporting you. And, you know, for me, what one of the things I, I, I work with Joe Valenti of the trade group, and Joe was a, an apprentice winner. Yeah. And the trade group has helped thousands of uh, plumbers and electricians and scaffolders and bricklayers and everything else. And, and what they do is, if you like, some people do well or don't do well at school, but maybe a lot of these people maybe didn't do well at school, so they went into a trade and they learned plumbing. And so then suddenly they've got an ability to bring income in from being a plumber or an electrician. But then they're limited by how much they can earn as a plumber or an electrician. So the trade group teaches them how to stop working on the tools and start working on the business. And on average, within a year of helping any business, we get them to 370% of their turnover than when they started with us. So already it's a four times multiplier. Uh, And it's... Essentially, the reason I mention it is about saying, okay, you've learned the plumbing, you've spent three years to become qualified to do what you do in the plumbing or electrics or bricklaying or whatever. Now you've got to learn how to work on the business side of it. And equally, there's a point at which you need to work on the business side of, of this. And that is where do we raise the money? You know, it's, it's been £15,000 a year on a shoestring for the first two years. It could be £50,000 a year within a couple of years. And so it's like, okay, you've learned how to work with the car, you've got the contacts for the car, you're supporting the racing, but you now need to say, how do we do the marketing? Yeah. You know, how do we raise for sponsorship? Um, how do we get him coaching from a, a, a qualified coach that can help him with driving skills and watch his driving? Um, and teach him all of the bits that take these people that we talked about earlier on to be Formula One, all of which has a cost, but not all of it is cost. 
So, you know, some of it might be going to a local uh, business hub and seeing if they've got any digital marketers and saying, look, I know you charge people, and but we haven't got the money to pay, but would you be interested in if you put your branding on the bottom of our social media in helping us with a, a social media campaign? Yeah. So that rather than the old Facebook post, we can get uh, all of your races, all of your pictures on TikTok uh, and on uh, Pinterest and on Instagram and, and on all, all of the social medias because yeah. there could be someone out there desperate to support and sponsor, but like me, they don't do Facebook. Yeah, They may do TikTok, they may do Instagram, or, or they may do LinkedIn. So you've got to start becoming multimedia and if you haven't got those skills or you haven't got the time for those skills because you're already running all over the country, mm. you know, it's, it's going to a business hub and finding someone who might sponsor that. You might then get someone else who will say, well, it's a business, legitimate business, and there's tax benefits that you can gain, but I'll do your accounts for you. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I know from people, there's most accountancy firms, most legal firms do pro bono to a certain percentage each year, and each partner will have a pro bono charity they support, might have a pro bono sponsorship to help a, a budding business. Mm -hmm. And actually, uh, if I look at some of the Formula One drivers, they all recognize that sometimes they got to stand up uh, and be seen taking photos with Red Bull or with uh, their partners. And you've said you don't mind doing that with them when you get older as well, um, which is good because suddenly, you know, you're going to be a great, you are a great driver, you're going to be a great Formula One driver, but you're going to have to learn some other skills like what they call PR, public relations, and, and going along some events. And then you might need to learn public speaking because you might stand up on the stage and give out some of their people some awards and things. And none of that scares you, does it? It's, it's great that you've got that passion, but also got that confidence. And so to me, it's about you know, now you've got, you can't just like piece it together. You've got to have a business plan because yeah. it is a business. And one of the things I teach a lot is, and I'll give you a, a copy of my book before you go, if that helps you, but if not, you can find someone else. And it's a simple one page strategic mapping. Where are you today? You know, you've got a car, you've probably got lots of spares. Yeah. You've got a son who's passionate about it, who wants to do it, or who sees himself at Formula One. But, you know, in three years' time, we might need at least £100,000. Uh, we might need two or three cars because we might need some spares. Uh, we need the money to put him through different training. and so, so we need to build a plan that says our future state is here. They're the goals we're going for. Our current state is where we are today. What different areas have we got to work on? Finance, marketing, fundraising, um, uh logistics of getting the thing around and so on travel and then say okay who's going to do that what things have we got to do in each area to get us from where we are to where we want to be and it sounds complicated but my book will just guide you through in 10 chapters building that one page plan so that you can all see it you can all buy into it it's not about making it complicated it should be simple enough yeah. so that Caden can understand it at 10 because if you all understand it you're all pulling together towards one goal yeah. uh, and build that goal and then you know, I'll ask anyone who's watching this if they know someone who might sponsor Caden or if they're interested in sponsoring Caden. Who wouldn't want to be one of the early sponsors of one of tomorrow's Formula One racing stars? And they'll be able to say, like Sarah Green did, I spoke to him when he was like, yeah, 10 or 11 years old and, and I knew he was going to have that. And, you know, you, you've looked me in the eye and you're going to be Formula One racer, aren't you? And, uh, and you know what? I think you'll enjoy the journey because you're doing something you want to do. It's not, no one's making you do this racing you're loving that that's what you want to do isn't it yeah. and it sounds like your school are supporting you as well and giving yeah. you some time off school will be fantastic yeah and yeah. mum and dad are fantastic and 
even Lily May, she's playing with someone else today while you're here. Yeah. Is she, uh, yeah. she is, yes. She's, uh, she's, she's practicing to be a doctor. If, if ever you have an accident, she'll be able to help you. <laughs> <laughs> she'll be your on-team doctor for you. Yeah, she there could be, yeah. yeah. So what else? If you could if you could ask Lewis Hamilton today any question, what would you ask him, Jenny? Would what you like to meet him? What was your biggest goal you've ever achieved? The what biggest goal. Yeah. What do you think he'd say? Do you know? Because he's won loads of races, hasn't yeah. he? Did you say what's his biggest goal that he hasn't managed to achieve? No, what he has achieved. Oh, what he has achieved. You've not met him yet, then, no. 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 Maybe we'll ask somebody if they know. If you know Lewis Hamilton, share this yeah. out. Tell them, Caden wants to meet you. Caden wants some mentoring, some advice, some sponsorship. We've been lucky enough to go to Silverstone and see him drive past us very yeah. fast, haven't we? But yeah. that's as close as we've got to him. You know, I'm sure if you keep on keeping on and you, and you build your confidence in all of those things and you keep learning and keep working hard at all the things you do and, you know, listening to mum and dad because they're only doing it because they love you and they're, they're working really hard for that. Uh, I can see you being a Formula One racing driver. So you, you, you'll let me come along to one of your races when you are, will you? Will you give me a ticket? Yeah. Oh. Free ticket. Oh, I'm going to shake hands on that. We're definitely going to do that. That'll be good. Have you got any questions for me? Uh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, when we're done, your mum's got my email and dad's got my email, so if you think of anything later, you can always email me. And if I, what I'll do is I'll start thinking of some of the people I know, and if I can find anyone who might sponsor you, I'll talk to them as well. Yep. Between us, we're going to find some sponsors, I think. Does yeah? That sound, that sound good. Sounds amazing, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for another episode of Success is a System, where we share people's experiences, the systems that they've used to make them successful, the systems that they're using, the behaviours that are important to success. And it was really interesting speaking to uh, Stuart, Maria and Caden about his journey and how even at the age of 10, he's already six years into that journey of, of riding from uh, an electronic uh, vehicle to a quad bike, now to go-karting. And, you know, one of the questions it makes me ask, and I'd love to know your views on it as a parent, what age do we start teaching children or young adults about failure, about success, about teamwork, about goal setting, about the constituent skills that we need to put together to be successful in our chosen field? Because even in racing, it's not just about the driving. It's about understanding the PR elements, working with sponsors uh, and so on as you go through that journey. So I hope you've enjoyed that. If you do know anyone who might sponsor Caden, please do share with us info at mikegreen.co.uk UK with an E on the end of green uh, and so we can help Caden along that expensive journey wouldn't it be great to be someone who helped out made a donation or sponsored him and then within 10 years he becomes a Formula One racing driver it's where they all started he's already winning races he's at the young end of his of his group and yet he's already beating people that are two three four years older than him so if you can sponsor or know someone who can, please share this. Please let us know. We look forward to seeing you next time. If you've enjoyed, like, follow, subscribe, and we'll see you again. <laughs>